The following program was made possible by Ward's lawyers. Find us at wardlegal.ca. Well, at least hockey is back. Oh, great intermission. Time for some great, insightful, wisdom-filled hockey analysis. Sometimes you feel like a nut. It's a filet of fish. Chow, chow, chow. Right after these 35 commercials. Ugh. So honest. Jeez, I gotta get a new TV that at least plays stuff from this century. Maybe I can get my deep thinking and down-to-earth and current hockey analysis on my phone. Hey guys, today I'm going to be listing the 7th to 1st ranking for the All-Canadian Team Division. Perfect. I'll get back to that later, after I finish hosting our show. They're in a rebuild, kind of. Owen talks lots of hockey. That is a program you'll find on YouTube. It's about, well, the best sport on the planet. And I will get back to it later in this program and introduce you to its 10-year-old Cameron-based producer, host, scriptwriter, and videographer. If you can't browse the aisles of Vicky's values, well, you know what? You can still browse some of their highlighted items. But how during this lockdown? Well, hint, you need a computer machine. There's a nice story about how the beloved social agency made that internet leap. Daryl James certainly isn't leaving his bass playing gig with the Strumbellas, but his break, yeah, let's call it that, has allowed Daryl to take a kick at the going solo can. His new venture, Close Kicks. I'm really looking forward to that chat. My name is Denny Greenell. This is the program I host. It's called The Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes. Hey, thanks for being with us. Did you know we're almost a year old at this point? Big thanks to our official sponsor, Ward's Lawyers, for making all of this possible since that first episode. Now, since that first show, so much everywhere has been slowed, reduced, or just plain shut down. Better days are, they're, uh, they're coming though, right? Local service clubs are eager for that day so that they can continue their good work of serving our community, but also so that members can just hang out together again. You see, that's a big part of why people join service clubs, the fellowship. So what has that void been like? How have they adapted? Pam Putman Kimmett is a founding member and, as of this past July, the president of Sir Optimist International Kawartha Lakes. The club's mission is to improve the lives of women and girls. Pam, um, first, can you tell us what the club means to you? I had never heard of Sir Optimist when I came to Lindsay. Um, and I was looking for a way to get involved in, in my new community after, after leaving Kincardine where I was quite involved. At the beginning, it was, it was my inroads into meeting people in the community. And when I saw what the mission statement was, it was very important to me uh, to, to fill that need uh, to help where we could. Well, describe to me what it was like when you were able to meet people in person, face-to-face, -face, those early meetings, what that meant to you as someone who's new to the community. It was great because um, I had I had not made any inroads except for my church connection. That is that was my first connection in town. So, going to Seraptus was a was another whole um, group of women. Uh, a lot of them 
were still working. A lot of them had professional uh, connections in town. And uh, getting together with like-minded women who were interested in doing what they could with respect to um, the mission for women and girls was very important, as well as a starting of friendships that I that I still have today, and, and they're a very important connection. Well, given all of that, what has the time away from that been like? You're right. We can't meet them face-to-face, but we do meet every month. Uh, for our uh, monthly club meeting, and we do have committee meetings. There are also meetings now, which, of course, was uh, quite an interesting undertaking come the fall. So we went through the growing pains of all getting to to uh, be a part of a Zoom meeting, but um, those are very meaningful now. I mean, they, they are the way we have to do everything, and uh, it's still a very close um, tight-knit group, and uh, we carry on with our process the way we would in person, except that we're, you know, not sitting shoulder to shoulder, which we would prefer to be doing, but um, we're still managing to do what we need and want to do um, the new way. What was that new way like when you were new to it for the very first time, meeting virtually <laughs> with people on well, the screen? It was, it was, it was very interesting. It was Odd. It wasn't as comfortable as just, as just walking into a, a face-to-face meeting. We had to, you know, get everybody on board and um, and get used to sitting in front of a screen. And there there are a couple of members still who do not have um, uh, screen access as far as video, so they join us by telephone, which is which is fine. But it's it's getting to be quite a comfortable scenario now. We have guest speakers uh, and we discuss all the business that has to has to take place and um, it's working. It is a big challenge. I don't deny that. I think my role as president this year uh, is somewhat different from what I would have expected and what for- what former presidents have experienced by the very nature of making sure that 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 everybody's doing okay, uh, I am always quite concerned um, about people's um, feelings going through all this, and and we do have you know some interesting little talk sessions, and and from from the beginning of the year, I said we aren't going to be able to do things the way we normally do them. So our model is going to be thinking outside the box. Uh, one of our emphasis of several times a year is getting together in um, a commercial kitchen and baking for the freezers of a place called home. So it isn't that we said, well, we can't do that. It's how can we do it? So that worked. Um, for how did you do it then? I got to ask, how did you go about doing it? <laughs> well, everybody baked in their own kitchen at home. We made it all work. We had uh, everybody use special boxes and portions, etc., and we delivered all the baking to where they were. There's a second program um, called Dream It, Be It, which is going to be for the high school girls, and of course we've been work, starting to work with the high school teachers, etc., on that, but they are so busy right now that we sort of had to put that on the back burner. What's it like, Pam, just having to to deal with that, having to put so many things on the back burner, as you described it? Well, we keep talking about them. We keep um, finessing them and getting them all ready for when we can launch them. 
it, all of these items come up at every business meeting, and we uh, sort of go over the status and things that we can work on and improve and um, go from there. Given everything you've learned uh, and everything you've had to learn in the last eight months or so, how do you think this will shape the, the club when, when we are all able to be in a room together? <laughs> I, I think everybody's going to have to learn to be social again in a way that we've never given a second thought to. Uh, we just have to keep positive and looking for some alternatives to do not only our programs but to do our fundraisers. So it's, it's, it's an ongoing process at this point for everybody. My name is Pam Pumpman Kimmett. I'm from Lindsay, and you're listening to The Advocates Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lake. Hey, we have a Facebook page now. You can also follow The Advocate Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We love getting your feedback and your story ideas. Please reach out to us and consider subscribing on Spotify. Totally free, courtesy of our official sponsor, Ward's Lawyers. If you're looking for a lawyer, they've got you covered. Find out more at wardlegal.ca. Coming up, I chat with Lindsay's own Daryl James about his new solo project, Close Kicks, and its brand new single, the house we built. But before we get to that, here's Daryl in his other musical incarnation as bass player for the Strumbellas. And one of my favorite songs, period. Not just my favorite Strumbellas song, my favorite song, period. From their 2013 album, We Still Move on Dance Floors, here's In This Life. I know the seasons ain't been changing and every day looks like rain. But I keep hoping for that sun The streets are filled with demons, Lord, that's never gonna change But I still wanna be with everyone I know there's something for you out there in this life I know there's something for you out there in this Getting low and the skyscrapers all cover the town But I still work until the day's done The people all dressed in black and all the cars they look the same But I got nowhere left to
That song is from 2013, but so much of the lyrics there are so 2020 and 2021 for that matter, don't you think? The Strumbellas there within this life. The band's bass player, Daryl James's life, like all of us, has been a bit upended lately, but not so much so that it has kept Daryl from producing great original music. From his home in Lindsay and with some help via the internet from Kevin Griffin, who was in Nashville, Daryl has created Close Kicks. Daryl James joins me now. Now, Daryl, I, I want to know more about the new song, The House We Built. But first, um, can you tell me what this lockdown has meant for you? I know as a married dad with three young kids, it's had an effect. But but also as someone who's used to touring and collaborating with other people not on a screen. In all honesty, for me, it's actually been... Uh, pretty easy um i was i have a little i don't know if you can see my sort of little home studio setup mm -hmm. um i had been investing in that in the last number of years um you know i've been writing and recording in here uh all the time like anytime i was home from tour i would also just take this computer with me on tour and work on the songs um the biggest transition has come to like you know writing music with people on online you get on zoom and you try to write and it's it's challenge like i don't mind it i've been that's how i wrote the house we built was um was my second zoom session with kevin griffin yeah it's, it's kind of nerve-wracking because you have this like bit of delay but you know you kind of just plow through and you just you know you kind of let them take their turn and you take your turn and you, you sort of you work with the digital delays that you sort of get but uh, luckily, I haven't had any issues creatively. I had a lot of songs written before the pandemic that I've been working on the production side. And then I probably do two to three, you know, Zoom sessions a month, uh, which kind of keep my songwriting chops up and allow me to sort of have a further inventory of songs to work on. And then uh, between managing family, I just run into the basement and, and sort of work and go back upstairs and come back down and work. It's 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 been all right for me creatively. And even within the Strumbellas, we've been able to sort of take all of those jams that we would have in the, in the jam room. And uh, now we just kind of build a song online. We just, you know, so I'll so throw a guitar and vocal together and people put drums and I'll do bass or percussion or piano we can all just sort of exchange ideas and, and build something and mix it together and that's kind of how we've been working now and kevin is in tennessee right yes how do you develop that symbiotic relationship that creativity to just generate when you're looking at each other on a screen <laughs> I, I it's it's uh, it is very challenging for me it's much easier the sessions I've when I've written with someone already and then you go into that because you know them you're familiar you've kind of like let your guard down already uh in many ways with some off tune melodies that you're trying to pitch or whatever as you're working them out but um Kevin was really intimidating for me at the time Why I was that uh, Kevin's you know he he I, I, you know, I grew up in the nineties. Like I was a huge fan of better than Ezra. Like I loved all his music. Like I, I literally, I, I, you know, I was a big radio fan in the nineties, always sort of listening to alternative radio, the edge or whatever. And, and, and his music was just always played. And he's just someone that I was probably also generally the biggest sort of writer I had personally ever written with, you know, I've written with a lot of writers, but a lot of people are my, level or you know or even lower trying to get started i like to sort of try to mentor if i can i was very intimidated going in but it was also very easy once i got to meet him he's a really really nice guy uh he loves the strombellas when the ideas started coming together 
uh, we just, it just, it just made sense. It was just, it was just like, we were back and forth and we wrote the house we built, I think in a matter of three hours. You know, having spoken to musicians, sometimes it's just pain. It's a painstaking process for them. Uh, and they spend months, you know, hammering out every lyric, every note. And other times they wake up in the middle of the night with this euphoria of boom, I got it. So how do you know when it's going to work? Yeah, that that's an interesting piece. I think because I think the collaboration piece for me helps that block a little bit because you're not by yourself. Like when I write my own songs all by myself, like I'm in my head, the lyrics, they take forever. The melodies are always changing. It is one of those things forever. But when you have someone to bounce ideas off of and or someone that like you can show a melody to and they sort of alter it in a way that makes it even more special or you do that for them or you hear a couple ideas and you help meld it together and then the lyrics become like it's not all by yourself it's like you're sort of like brainstorming together um and the way we do lyrics is we all we both get on sort of a google document and it's a live document so we can both be typing at the same time and editing at the same time and you start to feed off each other like in the text in the lyrics and um i find those blocks aren't as as frequent I also feel like I try to like really just um, I try not to get too opinionated on like making every song has to be a hit song. I want to, to create a relationship with the writers. That's like, I want to write with you again. And just because we're writing once doesn't mean we're going to write the biggest song in the world. We have to like write this one and let's write another and let's continue to build this relationship and introduce other people. So I'm not getting super hung up on, oh man, this isn't perfect right now, or this is not great. And I just, you just like, okay, I love the idea. I love this. Let's build it. Let's keep doing it. And the goal is to kind of move on and get the song done. You know, that was just one that that chorus we put together was just one that I just knew that there was just something there that was great. It was, had a huge hook to it. It had a message that made sense to like my career and the Strumbellas of, you know, building something sort of bigger than than you and having that support behind you. And and I think Kevin had that too with what he's done in Better Than Ezra. I do want to ask you about this song here because the first time I heard it, I immediately thought Anthem. Uh, and I was even a bit hesitant to suggest that to you because if I'm off the mark um, with that kind of a suggestion, well, sometimes the interview can just go south from there. Uh, but you've <laughs> described it as uh, anthemic. Are, are you orchestrating it thinking, I want this to be an anthem or are you halfway through it and you go, huh, I guess this is going to be an anthem. No, for me, right off the top, it was like that chorus was just so, so big. And it just and I drew from my Strumbella's roots. Like, I think, uh, you know, I didn't have anyone to sing group vocals. So I just I sang it 50 times myself. And then I also had Rob and my wife sing. I got to ask you, I got to ask you, Daryl, what was that like having your wife come down to your little studio and, and sing vocals on not a Strombella song, but a, but a Daryl James song. Oh, it's, it, it's so special. Like it's, I love it. Like she, she, I put Robin through a lot. Like she listens to all the early demos and do you think this is going in the right direction? And how about this? And how about that? And does this chorus feel good? And so, um, to have her then down to sing and she loves it, but back to the anthemic, I wanted that chorus to just, just hit as hard as I could. Um, and, uh, I remember sending my early demo at one point to Kevin and he was just like, he was blown away. He loved it. He's like, you got to put it out. It's f phenomenal. You've described the song as a testament to your personal growth. I was hoping you could elaborate on that a little bit. 
you know, I was 30 years old when I when I joined the Strombellas and I've never been in another band. So, yeah, this was a song that, you know, is really about like working, you know, working as hard as you can, putting yourself around people that support you. And if you just like work, 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 you can do something that is just becomes, you know, sort of bigger than you and bigger than the the building you're in. It just means so much to so many people. And really, that's kind of what happened in the Strombellas. Learning bass to doing grant applications to figuring out our merch to, you know, paying, you know, fronting money for the for that record that did in this life. I put a whole bunch of money in so we could record it and and then got paid back with shows over time. You know, I've been writing and producing now for, I guess, four or five years on my own. And it's now, you know, every day I grind it out and every day I wonder sometimes why I'm doing this, but I'm starting to make some progress. I'm starting to get better. I'm starting to write with bigger writers like Kevin and do songs like this. And uh, um, so I just really think that song is is really sort of just the foundation of what I try to do is I just try to work really hard and uh, keep people close to me, good contacts, work with uh, good people and and eventually after, you know, five or 10 years, you start to see the, reap the rewards of the, of the hard work. It's more than these four walls. It's more than just bricks and paint. It's more than just diamond rings and championship parades. Cause everybody's got a little glory and all of those highlights fade. What we got here between us Nobody can take away Sticking down, you shooting out the lights. Cause everybody's got a little glory. And all those highlights fade. You gotta grab the headline story if you wanna see the Hall of Fame.
Daryl James is Close Kicks, his solo project outside of his regular gig with the Strumbellas. You can find that song, The House We Built, on the Close Kicks Facebook page. That will also link you to its new video on YouTube where you'll no doubt recognize a few of the local landmarks. It's just a, it's a, it's a great, you got to see, I'm not, a, I'm not even going to describe it. Just go to the video. It's, it's great. And uh, yeah, lots of local landmarks because, well, Lindsay is, after all, Daryl's hometown. My name is Carissa Ward from Ward's Lawyers in Lindsay your official sponsor of The Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes. Thank you for calling Vicki's Value, proudly owned and operated by Women's Resources of Kawartha Lakes. Vicki's store is currently closed to in-person shopping for the duration of the Ontario shutdown. However... However? However what? Don't leave me hanging there, Vicki's Values, please! Okay, that was just me teasing you with the outgoing message at Vicky's Values, which, despite not being able to make sales in person right now, the largely volunteer-run nonprofit found a way to still make sales by, just like your for-profit businesses, launching an online store. Becky Irvin is on staff with Vicky's Values as a coordinator. Okay, Becky, how long has this online store been in the works? We get a lot of things... Um that we maybe don't have the market for here in Lindsay. Uh, you know, a lot of higher-end collectibles and vintage things that people just aren't looking for when they come into Vicky's. So we always had the idea that maybe we eventually we'd be able to put those online. But then when we found out after Christmas that we were going to be shut down for um, a lot longer than our planned two weeks that we normally are, are down for, we thought this is the perfect time. It sounds like, uh, and I'll choose my words here carefully, it sounds like the pandemic almost nudged you to doing it a little bit more sooner a little bit sooner than you might have right exactly and i mean you have to look for the silver linings and things so maybe this is our silver lining in the pandemic <laughs> but you still need staff who are tech savvy or or am i thinking that's a bigger leap than it actually is uh yeah it's not actually as hard to do as you might think um it, it's it, there's been some learning challenges as we as we go along figuring out uh you know, I originally didn't know how to upload a whole bunch of pictures at once, and I was doing them one at a time, but now I know how to do 40 at a time. What was that? So tell me, t- tell, that. take me to that moment when it was that eureka moment when you went, hey, wow, I can do a whole bunch of them at once. Just that had to be a bit euphoric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was basically it. I was like, I'm sitting in my office uploading pictures, and I'm like, hey, guys, look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone gathered around your computer to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Gather around, look at the, like how I can make the website work like it's supposed to. <laughs> Sometimes uh, when people are running into computer stuff, they'll call me and they'll be like, so I need Techie Becky today. <laughs> You're known as Techie Becky? Sometimes they refer to me as Techie Becky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in Vicky's Values as a shopper in person and mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff there. So how do you go through with your camera and go, okay, this, this, no, no, yes, yes, no. How do you decide? Well, we started off with things that we thought um, would be a little bit higher end. Because, I mean, really what we want to get out of this is we want to be able to make a, a profit so that we can, you know, keep running while we're shut down, right? Mm-hmm. So we did start off with some higher-end stuff. But uh, then we kind of looked at what was selling the best, and that's what we focused on for the, the next batch of things that we put up. So house and home really is what, what we've noticed is selling the best. So uh, home decor, knickknacks. Um, I think the first call I got was for the crock pot we put up. So... 
I think that's what people are, are maybe looking for right now is things that they're going to use in their homes because everyone's at home, right? Well, no, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of crockpots, so I can see how that went uh, went quickly. I'm, I'm going to guess, too, the moment you put on a bread maker, it'll be gone within moments. So We're feel- waiting for one to come in. We'll, <laughs> we'll get it up there. <laughs> and jack up the price. It's all, it's all for a good cause. <laughs> well, that's one thing we didn't really want to do because we do, I mean, as you know, if you've been in, that our prices are pretty low. We didn't want to price our things just because they're online to be, you know, three times the price they would be in store. Because our, our whole, you know, philosophy behind our, our pricing is that we're affordable to everybody. What have you learned about the store and, and, and your inventory in all of this? Because you're, you're, you know, you're not just sorting through pants going that pile, that pile. You have to be looking at stuff more closely than you normally are, right? I think we really did realize that we have a lot more um, really nice things that maybe we do miss in the day-to-day because we are so busy here when when we're open and when we have all of our volunteers in and when our donations are you know flowing like they usually flow it can be you know pretty pretty busy and pretty overwhelming sometimes um, just in the volume of stuff we're going through and so because we're kind of uh, looking at it a little bit differently and trying to pick out things that would be you know better online um, we are noticing that we, we get some amazing things donated a lot of stuff that you know, we might not have caught it before and maybe we would have, you know, not, not necessarily gotten rid of it, but just not realized what great finds we had and, you know, spent the time to look up and say that, hey, this jug we have is actually, you know, made in East Germany and is, you know, worth $25, $30 rather than $5. Oh, so you're looking at items more closely. I feel like I'm, I'm watching the Antique Roadhouse almost, I guess, when I'm, when I, when I'm <laughs> looking at the website. We should do Vicky's Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say how much uh, it's generated at this point? Uh, well, we've only we've done about six hundred dollars in sales so far online. Does that surprise you? Um, no, I was I was hoping it would do that well. <laughs> you know, our hopes and dreams are that uh, this is not just going to be uh, you know COVID pandemic undertaking, but this is something we're going to be able to maintain long term. Um, maybe we won't have the volume of items available all the time, but we're hoping to still have our, an online presence from now on. My name is Becky Irvin with Vicky's Values. I'm from Lindsay, and you're listening to the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lake. 100% local media, that's what we are, and we are part of the Lindsay Advocate magazine and Lindsay Advocate Online, whose publisher is Roderick Benz, who's also here to tell us what we can expect in the February print edition of The Advocate. In the February issue of The Advocate, we discuss, through our guest writers, how unions are good for your health. Yes, literally. Dr. Dennis Raphael and Jessica Muller, both of York University, tell us why. We also have Scotland's Jamie Cook, head of the Royal Scottish Academy, who tells us why we need a basic income to create a fair society. And we also go inside a Navy operation in the Caribbean with a military officer originally from Lindsay, an Advocate exclusive. All this and more in your February issue. Pick it up at Giant Tiger in Lindsay or M's Bakery in Kobukonk and many other locations. Hey guys, today I'll be talking about the two biggest free agency signings, in my opinion. One that just came up a couple minutes ago and then the other one... Oh, that is Owen Hargrave talking hockey on his very own YouTube channel show, completely administered by him. It's a show called, appropriately, Owen Talks Lots of Hockey. 
Now, the reason this show piqued my interest is because, well, it's about hockey, but it's also produced. Owen is not flying by the seat of his hockey pants here, making it up as he goes along, which is how most amateur YouTube shows and podcasts are done by people not 10 years old. Did I mention Owen is 10? 50K, I think, 1,000, I think it was. And to the Washington Capitol. Owen really maps out his shows. He does research. He backs up his opinions. You can even see his eyes dart to the side every now and then as he refers to notes he's written down. He sometimes even wears a shirt and tie. You know, just like a real consummate TV sports journalist. I got to meet Owen virtually. He uh, he managed to squeeze me into his production schedule from his home near Cameron. Obviously, losing Zidane Nochara won't make it that much difference. But I get the sense that you really put some preparation before you actually turn on the microphone. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me about that. Tell me about how you prepare. So this kind of process I've started. So at the start, I have to work on the thumbnail of the video and that kind of helps me see like at the start of the video they'll see what the video is about and then i got a good thing of like what i want to talk about and then after that i work on the title and stuff what i might be doing and then if it's a long video usually like i have two really long videos like the jersey rankings and thoughts on every nhl team mm -hmm. I probably write them down on a paper so I remember. Got Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Hyman, Riley, and they didn't. I think they can make it. So you have to take like a little bit of time to do stuff, and then the other you just find at the time. Well, let me ask you that. Why do you think you have to take a little bit of time to prepare? Because as I said, a lot of people who are way older than you, they don't prepare at all. They think they can just wing it because then you can like show other people and if you take your time you're not gonna mess up there's this one person that i watch and they don't really take their time like they have post like four videos a day but they don't take their time on them and the thumbnails are like rushed and stuff and i kind of think like if you post less and you take your time on it the better the video will be but edmonton has been off to a slow start not talking about McDavid and Drysdale. With all the NHL stuff that I like watch and I read about and stuff, it's kind of that's how you get your information. So like I watched a lot of videos and I've seen people talk about that. And then I thought I could talk about that and say tell them my thoughts instead of what their thoughts were. How, how much time do you spend in a day, do you think, watching videos and listening to other uh, channels and, and reading about hockey? Sometimes it's like an hour to two hours, but if I listen to like podcasts, it sometimes gets to four hours. To Canada, and um, they were asked Jimmy Howard, but he's retired. I started off wearing like my Leaf stuff and stuff, but like if I when I talk about stuff, it kind of changes what I feel like wearing. Oh, okay. How, how so? See, I had a video about the Leafs, um, like acquiring somebody off of waivers or something i would kind of wear like a sweater maybe just because it kind of like feels right what do you think the biggest difference is between that first episode you did a few months ago and the most recent one obviously the background and like the setup and like well now i have a 
tripod and stuff and now it like kind of looks better and now i've like planned it out more and i feel more confident about like this because at the start i just threw it all together and did it with kind of no thinking and know how i fool around with some of the settings and stuff but now i know how to do that stuff at the first spot i have my favorite team toronto maple leaves um i get the sense that you really want to not just talk about the leaves and also talk about other teams and be fair to the other teams. Why do you think that's important? Because you don't want to just have like one fan base watching your videos. Obviously, the Leafs are the most popular team. It would probably be easier to just stick with one. But I kind of don't want, I want to talk about all the different teams. And then the more people would watch them from like the different fan bases and stuff. Like obviously they're all kind of like the same, but I know that the Leafs aren't the best team all the time. I like the idea of an all Canadian division. The problem with that is that a lot of, well, there is no problem, but the US Is your mom there right now, Owen? Yeah. Okay, mom, can I ask you, what was your reaction when your 10 year old son came to you and said he wanted to produce this? What were you thinking? Um, well, Owen certainly is a child with an insane amount of drive. Anything that he puts his mind to, he can do. So um, when your son asks you something on repeat, you know that one way or another it's coming down the pipe. So uh, when he showed me the first video and I got to see it and his compelling arguments, and he's obviously very well uh, versed on the information, I knew that he would be a success and I encouraged him to continue on. And all those other teams that in Calgary, they're all around the same amount of goodness. And then there's Toronto. You're not able to play hockey right now, Owen. I mean, it's tough to even, you know, get together with, with friends and get out of the house and stuff. What the, what do you think this show means to you right now at this time? Well, like it kind of uh, gives me a chance to talk about hockey. I can't go to my friend's house and argue with them about why this team's better than the other team. And then I can show them the videos and tell them why I kind of think it is. And then I can express it out to other people too. That's kind of the difference. And you can't really play hockey or anything. So like this is kind of my time to do hockey stuff. I think that they only have one win and that was against Vancouver. And I don't think that's acceptable. Obviously, they don't have the My name is Owen Hargrave from Cameron and a member of the Sturgeon Lake Thunder Adam team. And you're listening to the Advocate Podcast Stories from Cortha Lakes. Like a 14-game game coming into Cameron. That is why I love this gig, because I get to meet people like Owen Hargrave. Something tells me I could have a very civil Habs versus Leafs conversation with Owen, uh, but that he'd probably have better stats to back up his claims that my Gorieux are the lesser team. Big thanks there as well to Owen's mom, Laura, for chatting with us. And a big thanks to our official sponsor, Ward's Lawyers. Carissa and Jason Ward and their team of lawyers offer a wide variety of legal services. Find out what they can do for you at wardlegal.ca. Our theme music is written and produced by the tireless and super talented Gerald Dan Halteran. The Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes, is produced by me, Jenny Grignon, with some help from Advocate Associate Editor Nancy Payne. 
Our next show drops in a few weeks when we chat with the impresario behind a brand new outdoor theater in Fenland Falls opening this summer. Stay safe. If you have to venture outside, make sure you're a good hockey stick length away from each other, but not an Owen Hargrave hockey stick. That would probably be too short. Did I mention Owen is 10? Can you believe that? Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm.